Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Come Through through Queen. Queen. This is episode 78. Are you gagged that I'm back? Because, bitch, I am gooped that I'm back. Hi, Brendan. Welcome back. Hi, Dan. Thank you. Did you enjoy last week's episode? No. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. The fan response was amazing. Really? The peach alarm. No, P was great. Even though I'm. You you called me out for calling him Doug on the We have to address a couple things. You called him Doug, and your justification for calling him Doug was that the audience wouldn't know. Who well, we're talking about, even though he's only ever been... He's been on the show multiple times. Yeah. And he's only ever been P. I know, but... I'm taking into account, like, someone who may be listening for the first time, and me just saying the word P. People have all sorts of different na- names crazy. in this world. Yeah, so I just was trying to, like, treat our ge- our guest co-hosts with respect. While treating... Our, our new listeners, with this respect, you disrespected a lot of our <laughs> long-time listeners. Loyalists. Yeah. So... I'm sorry. keep in mind. And then that, like, nine minutes of Demi Lovato. Oh, beautiful. We've never discussed Demi Lovato on this podcast, except, like, if we're doing, like, a American Music Awards, care or don't care. Well, we the last time Peach Larm and I co-hosted, we also did a deep dive on Nicole Kidman. So the rules don't apply when you're here. <laughs> Yeah, I think about that episode sometimes, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, as we're, like, focusing in on, like, what we discuss, like, Nicole Kidman, while I look at her fondly, and I believe that she should play Cameron Westcott in the second season of Big Little Lies, um, not really what we do here. Listen. There's, like, movie gay people for that. If the spirit takes me. Yeah, we know. So, Brennan... So, a lot's gone on since you've been gone from this show. Well, yeah, I um, they just released the JFK files. 
Did they? Yeah, it just happened. Oh, okay. I just saw on Twitter. Um, no, but um, we saw each other a couple times over the weekends. Haunted house. Yeah, I was in this neighborhood effing twice this weekend. Frozen zombies. Frozen zombies, it was great. Uh, but more importantly, you were with our mother. Yes, our mother. Let's cut to the chase. <laughs> okay, so I had the opportunity to go to... A taping of Watch What Happens Live. And trust me, I've been to many <laughs> tapings of Watch What Happens Live in this economy. But you didn't go as an audience member. You went as a friend of. I went as a friend of, which actually I did last year too. But yes. This was a little different. Well, we're bearing the lead. Who did you go as the friend of? Leanne Locken. For the second time. For the second time. <laughs> and... Like I said, this one's a little different. I'll sort of get into it. But I wanted to, like, walk you through what I experienced. Because it was actually a little different than my usual... My usual... My past um, Watch What Happens Live experiences. Whereas they moved studios. Oh, and, was this your first time in the new studio? Yeah, and the operation is completely different. Mm. Not completely different, but it's very different. Yeah. So we went up the elevator. It's this big elevator. It's the same elevator as before. Um, if you've ever been there. And it used to be like, Dan's rolling his eyes at me. Um, <laughs> um, it used to be where like you walked into where you're going to be and you're just walking into like any other office and they're, they have a bar set up at reception. That's what it used to be. Now you, the elevator's open and they've got this whole fake display thing that looks like the set of Watch What Happens Live and then they have the bar set up there. So, like, while they're checking you in, while they're checking the guests in, the audience members in, they get to, like, pose with, like, a like a cardboard cutout of Andy. And it looks like the studio. Yeah. It used to be, like, you're just arriving in, like, an office and, like, you walk past desks and all this. They've separated the audience from the operation. You can stop rolling your eyes at me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's very interesting. But... She was on with one Kelly Dodd and a parent. Amazing pairing, by the way. Yeah. And Andy actually said like during the show, he was like, this could either be the most amazing pairing or everyone would kill each other. And it turned out to be the most amazing pairing. Um, Kelly had an entourage of people she just met the day before. Dig a little deeper into this. So the way you explained it to me sounded psychotic. Okay, so like they they had two dressing rooms set up next to each other, and yeah. I think that Leanne probably had like the smaller dressing room or whatever. Okay, um, which we can get into, despite the fact that she had the prime seat. Right. So I think Leanne was punctual and Kelly wasn't, which is why she got the prime seat. But Kelly still got the um, dress, the bigger dressing room, and I can you not? It was just like. It was a huge group of people, and they were all younger gay guys in, like, their early 20s. Fashion Who days. I'm pretty sure she, like, made friends with at the Boom Boom Room the night before. No, and I'm not even... This isn't even an exaggeration. Um, and we were, like... The group that was with Leanne was, like... Three of her gay friends from Dallas, her assistant, and me, and, um, me and my friend Seth. Yeah. Who's 
mom is friends with Leanne IRL, so that's mm-hmm. like how it all came together. Yeah, yeah. So we were like tame and quiet and yada yada yada. These guys were so intense, and like the PA came around and asked us if we wanted a drink, and we were like yada yada yada, and then the other people stole our drinks. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but Pro- mind you, this <clears throat> is Monday night. Monday night, where like <laughs> Brendan was like, oh. Like, maybe you can try to come meet out with us afterwards. And I was like, uh, that's going to be, like, after midnight. Right, yeah. Which, and even on a week weekend, yeah, after midnight is a struggle. And you don't go into Manhattan, usually. Yeah. And, and I, she wants to come get a frozen zombie. Not going to bring Leanne <laughs> to come get a um, frozen zombie. But, yeah, that was, like, what happened during the show. And um, Kelly was... So you weren't seated in the audience. You were in the green room. I was in the green room for the entire time. Three of the people that came with Leanne were in the audience. Mm -hmm. But like, I didn't really care. I was actually more excited to be in the green room. Experience something different. Because like, people were walking around gossiping about like what was going on on TV. It was very exciting. A lot of which I just can't say here. Um, But... But you can say that you... Can can you say this? That you pre-warned me to... The fact that everyone's worried about Kelly having a nip slip well before it, Andy called it out. That was, yeah, that was like the drama backstage. Yeah. You, we could talk about that, right? I mean, it yeah. happened on TV, yeah. yeah. I mean, I th- as far as I mm. can say, we could talk whatever about Kelly. Kelly. Dodd. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, so we were going to, like, word on the street during the broadcast was like, oh, I think we're all going to go out together, like, both yeah. groups of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, there was talks that like everyone was going to go to the Bowery Hotel, like she, 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 she. Mm-hmm. Thank God it didn't happen. Yeah. So we decided just to go back to um, Leanne's hotel to have a drink at the hotel bar. Yeah. Um, was jammed in a, in the car service with all of the Leanne posse. And Six of you. Yeah, I was like sharing a seat with somebody. Um, Wait, was it, it like a? A it was big, an SUV. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like... The, like the, what we took to the haunted house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that... Uber driver is hot. Um, <laughs> but Leanne... Lyft. We use Lyft in this economy. Oh, Lyft. Leanne called Rich, her fiancé, um, from the car because it was his birthday starting at midnight. So we all sang happy birthday to him. That's beautiful. As a family. So we go back to the hotel. <laughs> beautiful family. It's like... <laughs> This new family I have. We go back to the hotel. Um, and you know what it reminded me of? You know that scene. You've read Call Me By Your Name, right? Yeah. Coming out in major motion picture very soon. Yeah. You know when they're in Rome and they like just keep on going place to place with that group of people yeah, at like the end? Yeah, scooting around. It was very much like that. <laughs> Were you telling Leanne to call you by her name? Yes. And all... <laughs> call me Leanne. <laughs> um, so then... The hotel bar was closed, so they were like, oh, people usually just go across the street to this, like, like pub hole in the wall, which mm-hmm. was much more my speed. And we went in there. Mm-hmm. We sat and talked and ate and drank for, like, four, not four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Until 5 a.m. In my fan fiction, it was four hours. Like, two hours. Yeah, yeah. And um, Leanne drinks a vodka cranberry, which... Surprised me. Yeah. I think. I, I feel like I've talked my sister out of drinking that recently. I've talked I've talked to other people out of that too. But we ordered a buffalo dip. We ordered a 
Parmesan fries. There was also regular fries. It wasn't oh, all. So, so I could have enjoyed the regular <laughs> yeah. fries. There were um, some popcorn shrimp. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just like sat and talked. And she's like, I will say, she is genuinely the nicest person. A delight. Like a complete delight. Like had a lot to say. She's really funny. Just like had the, I had the best time. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I. I obviously wasn't there, but I picture her being very, like, down-to-earth. Yeah. Can talk like, to, and also can talk to anyone. No, like, no pretense. You know when you run into, like, people like that, like, housewives or whatever, oh, who yeah. obviously, like, have such a high opinion of themselves? Well, that was, like, when Alex and I were at the, the New York party. Ramona was that. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, she couldn't be bothered unless there's a reason for her to be bothered. And she had, like, this, like, attitude, like, like, this is a job... For me, like, she seemed to, like, really enjoy her life with, uh, Rich. The way that they, I, like, saw them talk to each other, like, when, on the phone, and, like... That love is Very in love, very in love. Ten out of ten would do it again. Well, you've already done (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully next year I get invited back. Yeah. It's, it's messed up, though, that Leanne's only on once per season. Right. What do you mean? Like last year, oh, 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 in terms oh, oh, oh. of Watch Robins Live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that might have like had a lot to do with like her, what was going on in her life. Like, she had a very surprising storyline at the end. So, like, I think, okay. like, the Bravo producers were like, "We don't want to spoil it, even though like we know that she's alive." Yeah, yeah. No, I just think like, I wish Bravo would embrace Dallas more than they have. Yeah, I agreed. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, any more? No, I mean, like, that was it. Beautiful. Kelly was a lot. <laughs> I mean, she also sounded different. Like, her voice was, like, very off. Yeah. But it was actually a beautiful episode of Watch What Happens, Watch what Happens Live. Like, it was seen really, it, really, really funny. I think I've watched it twice, actually. Yeah, like, I know that... I liked that game they played where they ranked the crazy, and you liked another part. There were like a lot of good parts. Yeah, there were a lot of good parts, and the two, and apparently the two of them have been in contact before. Mm-hmm. I think they acknowledged that on the show. Yeah, Kelly was like, "Oh yeah, we text." Yeah, which is interesting. I, I like. I want to know all about every housewives like Inter- relationship with other housewives. Yeah, I bet Beverly Hills talks to no one except for like Erica Jane. Probably is nice to people. Yeah. So, let's dive into the news this week. There's, like, so much fun news this week. I know, last Uh, week, I was just, like, pulling up scraps. That's why we were talking about Demi for (laughs) ten minutes. Uh, Not not a scrap, though. Major scrap. By let me... By By call me by your name. (laughs) By tell me you love me on iTunes. But... Oh. Let's Sonia, talk about Sonia, Sonia Morgan. Morgan Dan was, wanted to, Dan wants to read an entire article. Sonia you. Morgan wanted one thousand people to tell her <laughs> they love her. Just, that's the worst transition I've ever heard no. in my life. So this page six article is a work of art. There's not a sentence that needs to be edited, deleted. You, it's worth the look. It's worth listening to the whole thing. Listening. Oh, listening because Re- you're gonna read it. Because I'm gonna read it. Yeah. 
If you want to fast forward 15 <laughs> seconds, I'm sure. Or like, <laughs> like do the, the fast forward speeding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sonia Morgan had to call an ex-FBI agent to protect her home after she accidentally invited nearly 1,000 people to an intimate cocktail party. Morgan told us that she came home late from an event, which <laughs> I love the subtext here, <laughs> to send out a paperless post invite for a small gathering of around 30 close friends visiting from Europe, plus a couple hairdressers, <laughs> but found that the service, which she has used before, wouldn't work. So I started sending them individually, and all of a sudden it says, 580 cent. 720 cent, 960 cent, Morgan tells us. My friend called in two minutes and said, Shall I come over? Are you hyper hyperventilating? What the fuck? She says the message went out to everyone, including staff at her parking garage. <laughs> Sorry. Her kids' teachers, a catering service she's used in the past, and even page six. Morgan says rumors quickly spread that she was hosting a grand masquerade ball. And that at least one Real Housewives co-star reached out to her and insisted on attending. The Bravo star says she quickly called a pal who used to serve in the FBI who came to act as a bouncer in case a multitude arrived expecting canapes and martinis. And she sent on a series of emails explaining the gaffe. The gaff. <laughs> the gaffe. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And encouraging people to not show up adding that she hoped they could come another time. A message read, So sorry to let you know my paperless post has gone haywire. It sent invites to my entire list for a small cocktail I am having for some friends in my small garden tomorrow. <laughs> she added, please, disre please disregard if you receive tonight. In the end, only three unintentionally invited people arrived and all left with good humor. There's so much here. There's not a bad sentence there. Well, it's there's not a bad sentence because there's so much. Well, because usually there's like Sonia Morgan of the Tremont Morgans who invented a toaster. Like there's no fluff explaining like who she is, anything. So m a few favorite parts. The parking garage attendants that she invited, first of all. Which are essentially next door neighbors. And I like... Okay. Does does she have like a space in there? Like, why would she have their email? <laughs> I also want to point out. I did see on Twitter today. Brian Moylan said he was one of the people <laughs> who was invited on this paperless post. I knew you were gonna point that out. Um, <laughs> first, second of all, people thought she was having a grand masquerade ball. We thought you were having a grand masquerade ball in season four. But it was only in the vault of Cipriani, Sonia. <laughs> I'm very Jules Aaron. Third of all, who were the three people that arrived unintentionally? And like, if it's only three, why would you send them away? There's so much going on here. This is my favorite story. And Dan had a really good tweet about this that I saw two other people intentionally or unintentionally copy. Probably unintentionally because like, who's following me in this economy? Not oh, many. That's sad. Dan. <laughs> sad. Um, Dan said that this was the plot of Mother Two or whatever. Mother Two. Mother. And, <laughs> and the bidet is not braced. Yeah, but um, two people copied him. I will not name names. As I've always said, everyone copies me. 
Uh, well, let's move on. And I never give Dan compliments, but of I know, course, when, was... I, when I do, he pulls this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's move on to something Alex sent us. A video of the show Open House featuring this particular segment, Melissa Gorga, introed by Shannon Bedore. Wait, but let's talk about, first of all, Open House is... A, is apparently a local NBC4 show in the New York City tri-state area. Yes. So, it makes sense that Melissa Gorga is on this show. Trying sure. to sell her tri-state area home. Sure. But, the intro was by Shannon Bedore, like you said. Which, Alex and I actually were fighting for, like, five minutes over whether whether, whether or not it was actually Shannon Bedore. Because she's only, she's only, like, visibly in it for... 20 seconds, maybe. Right, but her intro, it, there's like a title card. I went back and looked. There's like a title card that says Shannon Bedore, Real Housewives of OC. <laughs> um, this is the biggest question I have, and maybe we should like we should tweet out this link so that people can see it. Yeah. The biggest question I have is, sure, I get Melissa Gorga's on the show. Sure, I get like them having her peer introduce her. What I don't get is that there are a lot of housewives in the tri-state area who they could have picked mm-hmm. to send the actual NBC4 crew to not have to call their OC affiliate and get them out there to Shannon Bedore's house. I think that's so bizarre. I could have seen a Tinsley Mortimer. Dorinda is the easiest example. But Tinsley is like an easier get. Really? Then Dorinda? Dorinda went over to Jersey for <laughs> yeah, the premiere true. last They're year. They're sisters. Yeah. It makes no sense. I've never seen, except except for that unwell Watch What Happens Live, I, have, I had never seen Shannon and Melissa interact. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was like the, the cause of this all. But that's also weird because like Shannon was very much just like, the audience, like the the Greek chorus of that, yeah, watching yeah, everyone yeah. else. It's so bizarre to me, but I'm glad it exists. Yeah. All right. We have a ton of news still to come, but we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with Tom and Martha Stewart, that is. Uh, Martha Plimpton. We have the Roundup releasing a statement and even more. So stay tuned. All right. We're back. And subheteros. Um, so there is a vulture piece bopping around where um, famous New Yorkers go and visit the apartment, the first apartment they had in the city. So I, I think this like was reported last week, but the vulture piece actually came out today with the full text and everything mm-hmm. from it. Um, and it includes a shocker. And I think we want to. Even though he didn't alert us to this, we want to give a shout out to Michael Frazier from Twitter. Um, Shinani Great. Shinani, as I call him, call him by his name. <laughs> call him by his name. He called in and alerted us of this after we already knew about it. So thank you for that. Thanks, Shinani. Um, but they did a piece about Martha Stewart. And the photo is her standing on like this beautiful penthouse. And she's in a windowsill with... Um, just like a a bald man, and not any bald man. Okay, I know. So, I'll, here's what Martha had to say: that apartment was very beautiful and light filled and airy and all white, in the way it was meant to be. Now it's much more enclosed and dark. Huh. Now it has hedges blocking the views because the views now look into other buildings, 
and it's more masculine looking. I mean, he's now a bachelor, isn't he? <laughs> it's not my style anymore. I was a little taken aback. And guess who that bachelor is, folks? Tom D'Agostino. Um, Don't let it be about Tom. So Tom says, Martha baked me a beautiful apple pie with apples she had picked on her own farm. So we had coffee and pie together and spent an afternoon talking. She said the apartment was totally different and remarked what a wonderful renovation. Did she? Um, and then Martha says, I knew Tom was on the Real Housewives in New York City. That's not my cup of tea, but I know some of the housewives. I think he liked the fact that I brought him an apple pie. He still hasn't returned my dish, though. And that's when the person from New York Magazine and Vulture says, Martha, that's my fault. And then Martha says, if you could remind someone to give me back my dish, it would be nice. It's my favorite apple pie dish. So there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, they must... So it seems like they randomly picked people for this. Yeah. And the fact that they randomly picked Martha Stewart and that her apartment ended up being Tom D'Agostino's is crazy. That's point number one. Point number two is that we know that there was a run-in between Martha and Luann a few months ago that we covered here on this podcast where I think Martha remarked that like Luann was D-list or something like that. Yeah. Well, there in page six, they actually covered this whole mm-hmm. thing. So D'Agostino insiders even suspected there were, that the whole thing could be an elaborate payback for a public spat Stewart got into with Deliceps in 2015 when the former countess heard Stuart called Delicep's Bravo show lowbrow, very B-list. Was it 2015? I feel like we talked about it here. I'm sure they've had more back and forth. Yeah. And then the other point when, so when Martha says that she knows some of the housewives, she's talking about Luann, and then she's definitely talking about one Bethany Frankel, who got her reality TV start on the version of The Apprentice hosted by Martha Stewart. Wouldn't it be such a different, better world if Martha Stewart was our president instead of the other Apprentice host? I loved Martha's Apprentice. I never watched. It only had one season, but it was like more about like, you know, the Martha lifestyle. Right. What year was that? Like 2005? If not earlier. Yeah. So... I love this story. It's just so, like, what are the odds? What are the odds? So it must have been an elaborate elaborate plan by Martha. Well, also the other thing is, like, all the other stories are very, like, this is, like, my humble beginnings home. And, like, Martha's first New York home is where Tom lives. It's a penthouse on the yeah. Upper East Side. I need to read more into Martha, but I know that she was a model yeah. in her past Like, from Connecticut. Life, but, like, it's crazy. Um, I, I do actually recommend checking out the piece, not just for this, but the Whoopi. The Whoopi one was really good because uh, Whoopi often references growing up in the projects in Chelsea, and like to actually see her there in the mm-hmm. apartment, it's like a nice thing, and it's really emotional because she talks about how she like had the urge to call her brother after visiting the the apartment, and he's gone, and her mom's gone, so it was very emotional for her to be there. Mm-hmm. I liked the um, other two as well. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick went back to the apartment he grew up in, and his mom's ex-boyfriend is still living there? Because... I think his mom's boyfriend up through her death. Right, yeah. So his mom's widow boyfriend, whatever you call that. 
um, is still living there. And, like, that was the only one where the person living there now didn't say anything in the piece. And that made me sad. He seemed very old. Yeah. From the picture. Yeah. Run, don't walk to vulture.com. It's a good piece. Good piece. So, we talked a lot about this over the past year. We, we ended up breaking this story in like a really unwell end to one of our episodes of Come Through Queen. It was like we took a pill or like <laughs> some sort th- some sort of thing that transported us to another world. It was like before anyone was reporting the connection between Tinsley's first date that happened on the show, double date with Carol and Adam, yeah. and the fact that Carol and Tinsley had popped up on some commercials on bravo that weren't bravo Bravo commercials commercials. yeah so tinsley and scott are no more and can i tell you how sad this makes me well yes but i it didn't feel real to me felt real to me it felt like she was jumping into something to fit in with like the cool kids to like have a relationship he's successful this and that but like i didn't see it i saw it he's like a lovable teddy bear and she's just a princess who wants some love in my brain like i feel like she thought she was above him but that's sad yeah but now, I don't think cameras are up. I think we're going to go into this next season post-breakup. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But, like, I would have liked to seen the two of them together for a minute, at least. Yeah, I want... Like, I wanted... To, I was really looking forward to yeah. seeing them, like, in a relationship. Um, But, so... Tinsley, apparent, Tinsley gave a quote to a friend, obviously, the way this yes. page six thing was written. And she said, Tinsley thinks Scott is a great guy. It was too much too soon. A source close to Mortimer explained of the split. She started filming Housewives after escaping a really bad relationship and then jumped into a whirlwind romance with Scott. She didn't have any time to heal or fully settle back to life in New York. So hopefully my hope is that late in this season, she finds him again. Or Chad. Remember Chad? Yeah, I hope she finds him and not Chad. I think also later in this article, she hints at the fact that, like, it's possible that she could get back together with him. Yeah. Which is beautiful. I hope that's the case. All right, last. In the news this week. Okay. The Roundup releases a statement. The Roundup, located in Dallas, Texas, home of where... Mark Duber is soliciting favors. He's accused. He's allegedly soliciting favors. According to sources, he, quote, gets his dick sucked at the roundup, unquote. That's all alleged. All alleged. We're just repeating things we saw on TV. Okay. So the roundup. The roundup saloon doesn't want to get into the nitty gritty of it. Kevin Miller, owner and operator of the bar says business is great and not because of any favors. We think our business is good because of the great-looking bartenders, the good drinks, and the good dancing we got. 
We don't really support what the show is saying. That's just not what we offer to our clientele. Miller says he has not heard from any of the housewives, but a few customers filled him in on the rumor. I don't know if there's a lot of people who watch the show or not. I don't know much about it. That's rude. Rude. This is a hit show. Oh my god. He says there is national and international interest in the roundup, but he isn't crediting the show for the attention. Quote, we don't support that comment. We truly don't, Miller says. We don't reach out to the show to be involved with that. We just support the same thing we've been doing for years, which is good dancing, good guys, and just a good time. I'm sorry, but I am sure the roundup is getting like double the visitors they've had before the show. I Yeah, I guess. But like, it's people aren't like flocking to Dallas to go to the roundup. It would be people in Dallas. I know, but if you're like, okay, listen. Okay. Let's say you or I end up in Dallas. That's the first place I'm the going. The first, I, I am running, I'm not walking. But I actually wonder, I, it would probably actually be the first place I went anyways, because gay country bar is something that I like. I know, but there could be a few. If I don't think are there f- are. In da- from my from my sources, you know, I've I'm mm, very close mm, with the, the Dallas, Dallas scene, the Dallas LGBTQ slash housewife scene. I think like it's there's like one in every city that's like this, um, and you're not allowed to have drinks on the dance floor. Yeah, uh, put it in a plastic cup. No, you're not allowed to. That's a rule. Sorry, it's a rule I learned on Monday. You're not allowed to have drinks on the dance floor there. That actually reminds me when I went to Pittsburgh for a wedding one weekend. It was like an 18 plus night or some bullshit. And like there was like a cage. Wait, the wedding was an 18 plus night? No, no, no. no, no, no. We went like uh, me and two of my friends went to a gay bar in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And there was like a cage splitting like half the bar between like people who get drinks and people who couldn't. And then like the dance floor was kind of in the middle of it. Things are crazy out there. <laughs> Dallas and Pittsburgh, Dallas and Pittsburgh are completely different Do, places. But they're both landlocked. <laughs> Dallas is not landlocked. Yeah, it is. It's landlocking. But didn't they get? Didn't they get, get it? I, oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, no, but, like, the thing I heard about, yeah, that's, like, a thing, and it makes sense because you can drop a drink, and if people are dancing on the dance floor, people can slip. It's kind a- of like when we were at Posh, and that clown dropped the, dr- the glass. Yeah, but it's floor. different because, like, people are, like, two-stepping and stuff at this bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Sierra, let me see you want to step. No. <laughs> like, they're country line dancing. <laughs> Are they actually line dancing at yeah. a gay bar? Yeah, it's like, it's that kind Get of bar. A life. Okay, there are bars like this in the Play world. Play Dua Lipa instead. Oh my god. There are bars like this in the world, and Roundup is one of them. Oil Can Harry's in, in LA is one if of them. If that's their only bar, God bless them. Oh my god. I've been to a place in Denver that was like that. It's like, some people like that. Mm-mm. Not everyone likes Dua Lipa. Listen, when in doubt. Get a life. Get a life. Play Dua Lipa. Stop it. <laughs> My stomach hurts. Okay. 
so we're gonna move on to the shows. We have we're gonna we're gonna bop into two shows that we're not like we're not recapping today. We're just like talking, talking about. about them. One of them, both of them involve drag queens. <laughs> Beautiful. So All Stars Three, they had the reveal of the All Stars Three cast. Oh, sorry, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Three cast reveal was Friday night. This past Friday night, which feels like a lifetime ago. I know. I went to space that night. <laughs> you saw Neil DeGrasse Tyson. DeGrasse Tyson. At, um, it was actually this really interesting film about mm. the youngest person to ever walk on the moon. And Neil DeGrasse Tyson was there to like, please welcome to the stage all the panelists. And then you went back to Jamie Missy's apartment and then went to the moon watching the All-Stars 3 reveal. Well... We have Drag Race Fridays at Jamie's apartment, mm-hmm. even when it's not Drag Race season, and we like to hang out and have fun. Um, so, thoughts on the queens? So, it's everyone we revealed on very here on this podcast. Oh, we did here talk about it, <laughs> but there were some there were some differences. Like, I think we mm. I think we claimed that Darian Lake was on it. Okay, Darian Lake. And another queen is rumored to be the 10th queen. It's not going to be Darian Lake. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for Darian Lake to be the surprise bitch. The surprise bitch is going to be a big deal and is going to be a game changer. Dan and I had like, not a heated conversation about it on Sunday, but we weren't seeing eye to eye. Okay. Close your ears for 15 seconds if you don't want to hear it. it. Okay. Spoiler alert. There is about to be a spoiler about the rumored 10th queen of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 3. Press pause. No, you've no fast, fast forward. forward. <laughs> the rumored queen is Bibi Zahara Benet, winner of season one. Yeah. Uh, so you could stop fast forwarding now <laughs> if you're trying to avoid spoilers. So I feel like that is worthy of a surprise. Yeah, of course. Um, so. Other From thoughts. the queens that were revealed. So let's go through them real quick. Sure. We've got an Aja. We've got a Ben de la Creme. We've got a Milk. We've got a Chi-Chi Devane. We've got a Thorgy Thor. We've got a Kennedy Davenport. We've got a Morgan McMichaels. We've got a Trixie Mattel. And we've got... Sh- oh, Shangela. Shangela. So my thoughts are... Do you name all nine? Yeah, oh, I wow. counted them. Oh wow, wow! On my fingers, um, so my thoughts are: you, I don't have any interest in seeing Ben De La Creme again. Let me quickly counter: Ben can put on a great live show. Okay, let me counter that with: I have no interest in seeing Ben De La Creme again. Okay. Um, I, and I said this to you on Sunday. Don't know if I need to see Shangela a third time. I appreciate her as a queen, but, and I'll probably get hate mail for this, but, like, I don't know. I'd rather, like, have someone else come in. Okay. Those are my dislikes. So let me quickly counter the Shangela comment with two different ways. It's been a lifetime since she's been on, number one. It's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. Number two... People are complaining that this cast is a little boring. Mm-hmm. If anyone's going to make it not boring, it's Shangela. Sure. 
like, but I think they cast people like Shangela, like Morgan Michaels, like Aja, to bring it like the the zhuzh of like the drama that we like yeah. from our Drag Race, which is also why oh no, they're not bringing back Untucked till after that, are they? I don't know. I don't know the state of Untucked. We don't even know the format of the show, which is frustrating as well. Well, I mean, it'll probably be similar to last season of All Stars, where. The queens get to decide some shit. Which I think is worthy of bringing up the Aja conversation. Right. A lot of people are talking nasty about Aja. A lot of our close personal friends are bullying us. Not only close personal friends, but like the greater internet as well. Number one, I think Aja, no matter what the format is, is suited for the tests of this show. Wait, say that again? Aja is suited for the test. Suited for the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the show. If the winner of a lip sync is deciding who's getting kicked off, she's very much suited for the, the test of the show. Right, right, right. Yeah, I agree with that. Because she will win a, a lip sync. Yeah, of course. Um, agree with that. And she's gotten a new face and a new wardrobe. Don't sleep... I'm, also, like, I think she's so charming. Well, I thought she was the all-star of the reunion in season ten, uh, season nine, rather. I think that she has a lot to give. She's a performer. We can post videos from her performing at TNT. I've said nine from nine many times. She was the best queen after Shay, and Shay's right. not on the season, so right. she's the best Shay's queen. waiting till season four of to All-Stars win. to win. Um, yeah, and then, like, everyone else, like, who cares? Trixie's gonna win. It doesn't matter. That's my counterpoint. You think that Trixie's not suited for the... What the show's testing. Right, but I also think that, and I said this the other day, I think that... She'll fall into a victory. I think she'll... I think a victory will come because RuPaul likes to reward queens that make him look good in like the outside world so like alaska's the and trixie's definitely like probably top five right now drag race queens currently working yeah so that's my prediction there's also a fun fact of this season there's no one from the top three maybe not even top four I don't know. I can't. I think it's like pretty deep into each season, mm-hmm. which I think is is going to be an interesting season because last year was like Alyssa, Alaska, yeah, Katja, the, the creme de la creme, da, 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 the Ben de la creme. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm disgusting. I know. Okay, let's quickly dip our toes into Scared Famous. Yeah, dip our toes into the cool waters of Darien Lake. Who will not be on all first three. <laughs> um, Scared Famous. So Scared Famous, if y'all don't know, is a show that is... VH1. On VH1, using all of the VH1 talent in like a big brother, a celebrity big brother sort of way, but it's a spooky, ooky house, and there are like weird challenges. And the people that you may know on it include Drita from Mob Wives... Tiffany New York Pollard and Alaska Thunder Fuck 5000. And Ava, if you are uh, 
top model super fan. Right. And like, I don't know any of the men, but one of the guys is Nicki Minaj's like long-term ex-boyfriend. Okay. So this show is interesting. There's, I have a lot to say. Okay. Even though we're going to dip our toe, Dan. No, it'll be quick fire, quick fire, quick fire. Number one, they should have debuted this first week in October. Right. Number one. It's a spooky-ooky show. Like, so after what are we going to be spooked like, into, like, December? Like, yeah. Like, what are we going to be, like, spooked on Thanksgiving? That's Looney Tooney. Get a life. Two. <laughs> Stop. Two. When Alaska walked in, n- none of the men acknowledged her. Except they, for the one that said that she was tall. None of the women knew who she was. Right. New York should have knew who she was. Well, was New, New York's York, been on one... What's the T? Was New York in the room when she walked in? That's the other thing. Like, people are in and out of the room. Yeah. You almost never see Alaska in this first episode. She came in, like, after the host explained the format of the show. Mm. Which, the, which is my number three. The format of the show... I still don't understand. They're eventually going to like vote each other off in that candle room. Are, are they voting each other off? Is they it are. A it's in the candle room. I thought someone was going to get voted off this first episode, which is why I was scared like Alaska was going to get voted off because no one was acknowledging her. Well, the good thing is that we have at least like three looks that are yeah. different Alaska looks that we can three look Alaska forward looks. to. Like, like she's been in her like classic Alaska look. And I think the ha- I think she's not on the show half the time because like she's it, doing the makeup. It takes a long time for a drag queen to do makeup, and mm-hmm. like she seems to have committed herself to be in mostly drag the entire time. Yeah. Like she had a glass of wine, like un with like half off drag at one mm-hmm. point, but like with like a bustier. Yeah, and that's interesting. This is also interesting. You know how Alaska said, "You'll never ever ever see me drunk on stage" in that classic song, "The Tea." And, like, how, how we know that she drinks again now, but, like, you'll never see me drunk on stage, meaning, like, in oh. professional settings. But it was interesting to see her have a glass of wine, like, while she's, like, quote-unquote, on stage. Because you brought this up. They seem to be drinking all day. She doesn't, though. But no, everyone the, else the, does. The show. The show. Everyone always has, like, a vodka, like, watermelon, like, or something. In, like, a coffee cup. No, not even. The reason I can tell that they're drinking all day is because, like... It's like, it seems to be vodka and a fruit juice <laughs> at all times. A cranberry? Yeah. I'd say. Um, so that's interesting. But like, I'm going to watch every Monday. It's, it is it's Mondays. Monday. Yeah. Because I watched it after, I watched it at 2 a.m. after I got home from <laughs> as a detail. lock-in. <laughs> well, because I'm the type who I, I have to come home and I need like a moment. Yeah. I just wish I knew what the format was. And well, I wish the first episode, like, dictated it. The first challenge was, like, this grave digging thing. It made thing, no sense. And it seemed to be, like, something that they all had to accomplish together, even though they were all in their own graves. No one won or lost. Because they had to get all of them together. But, like, people were doing poorly in it. But, like, I don't know why they did poorly compared to the people who did well in it. I don't know, but, but I... Drita? 
Well, we have to watch look for- out. We have to look forward to the fact that like we know that Drita and Alaska have become some sort of friends. Oh, really? They have. I sent you the tweet that Drita said saying that like Alaska is the most gangster person that she knows, and like I literally grew up with gangsters. And I've been, I've, this is something I've never done, like, on a reality show like this, but I've been keeping close eye on, like, who follows whom on the show, Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Because, like, I'm very interested in, like, these men with Alaska, because right now they all seem to want to stay away, but... The women outnumber the men on the show. Which is great. Yeah. Women should be on TV, men shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Shall we move on to OC? Mm-hmm. Finally, something. But like, I mean, this is this is a, this is now a television program, whereas before it was just a commercial. I don't even know what it was. Like when you say something, it's like not that much. Even still, like the big drama was over somebody not being included on a text chain. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is my dream. Because, I swear to God, I get roped into these fucking text chains. Like, I've been having anxiety the entire time we were recording. Because, like, one's popping off right now. And it's like, I don't fucking care. Like, get me off all text chains. Rule number one. Put them all on silent. No, but that gives me anxiety, too. Because then I have to go check it. And it's no, like, you oh. don't. You don't. Yeah, it's all anxiety. I have I have major anxiety. Anyways, we're in we're in Iceland, and it's you know what it reminded me of the whole pulling up thing, and the isa the isolation of like the resort. It reminded me of the New York trip to Montana. Mm-hmm. It was like a Montana ranch in Iceland. So the first thing that I noticed was the fact that Megan took her. Little Aspen. I have thoughts on this. Which, I, I understand she's breastfeeding this child. And this child is like a fresh out the womb. But like, no matter how you roll it, like, she should have stayed home or... I have, sh- I have thoughts on this. I was like, I have initially felt very Ramona whenever a man is invited to a party that's mm. a girl's night. Or like, whenever... Vicky, or whenever there's like a trip that's supposed to be a girl's trip and someone invites a man. Mm-mm. But I will say, if you're going to have your kid there, Megan played it right. Yeah. Where she had a full-time nanny and like, we only yeah. have to see the kid every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. She, she played it right. I will give her kudos. Um, we see, we see inklings of Tamara and Vicky starting to rejudge the relationship yeah, on, during, during the, the shopping spree. Oh, no, even before, during the, the tour of the rooms. Oh, yeah. Because Vicky was, like, hopping into Tamara's Asian room. Oh, well, like, the, the shopping spree was actually before the hotel tour. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, you're, I think you might be right. I know I'm right, because I have my notes written chronologically. Um, <laughs> mm. I Okay, so Kelly Dodd is like a creature that I'm not sure where I am standing with her at any given moment, but I will say there were moments in the bus ride where it was just Kelly asking questions, and they were good. Good question. <laughs> she started asking like like the people in Iceland, like, do you have anything like Stonehenge here? Do you have UFOs here? Like questions like, it's just another country. Yeah. <laughs> 
Queen. Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? No. You don't? You don't think there's a possibility of it? Or like a Sasquatch? No, it's like one and the same. I don't believe but like, shit. But like Loch Ness Monster, like there were creatures like that that roamed the earth before we came. Yeah, like a dinosaur. Yeah, but like we also, I don't know, underwater but things. like there's one monster left? Like what's your point? Well, no, there's like underground ways for like people to get to lakes to... You're scared mushrooms. of the underground waters as well. I, I'm so scared of underground... Get uh, Underwater. Are you not afraid of being underwater? No. I don't give a fuck. The ocean? I'll dive in. So you're more scared of space because no, no one's there I'm to listen to you talk. I'm not. What is there to be scared of? <laughs> There's a lot of things to be. Put scared your of. fucking astronaut suit on. <laughs> take a ride. Let's go. Oh. Okay. Teleport me to Mars. <laughs> the themed rooms were something else, and Bravo needs to stop playing like racist Asian music. Oof under things that involve my room is very Asian and did, As you, did you notice that they let her clip in a little voice thing after the fact she was like my, it was my room's very Asian it's, everything's close to the ground and then like this might be conspiracy theory Brendan but you think she said oriental no 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 I think Bravo let her like not sound as awful as she could have been and let her like add something in later (laughs) and she said like and i'm short too so i love it or something like that no i thought you were going like the other (laughs) the other route that she said oriental yeah oh my grandpa used to say that my grandpa oh a lot of people still say that it's crazy uh okay so then they go, they go to a drink situation that is like, I couldn't figure out what time at night it was because well, there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. But it was like, obviously like a nightcap before they went to bed thing. But Tamara, no, not Tamara. Shannon. Vicky and Kelly go out about the town, which like plays into your boom boom room theory. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not a theory. <laughs> What I said earlier about Kelly Dodd was not a theory. It was, like, what I heard. Like, she had been out. She had made friends. But, like, freshly divorced. Divorcee. Divorcee filing. Yeah. Um, but they eat eat a puffin. You know how cute puffins are? And a shark as well. A fermented shark. I know, but you know how cute puffins are? And, like, if you're going to eat a puffin, eat that cereal. There's there's plenty of cute things that are eaten. A pig is cute. True. Uh, Chicken. One, one of my pet peeves, though. What? These housewives. Everyone is Lucy and Ethel. Everyone's Lucy and Ethel. Right. We've got Dolores and Siggy. We've got Jacqueline and Trey. We've got uh oh the Jill, best is- Jill and Bethany. Yeah, were Lucy and Ethel at one point. Portia and Phaedra. Like, no one, is, none is of these people else? have ever, none of these people have ever watched I Love Lucy. Is there, is there any other like strong female comedic friendship? Laverne and Shirley. Laverne, give us a Laverne and Shirley. Abby and Alana. Did you watch last night's no. Broad City? Oh, have you been watching Broad City? Yes, duh. Oh, yeah. We've texted about it. All right. The last I feel like every so Wednesday, good. like oh. you remind <laughs> oh, me on God. text. 
<laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but this Broad City season is... So, Vicky and Kelly whooped it up at the 1987 Reykjavik, or whatever, reunion. And I was born in 1987, so this made me feel You're young for once. Wine. All right, let's wrap this up. Group text. <laughs> Lydia's upset about not being involved. Get a life. Like, the fact that... Wait, is Peggy in the group text is my question? Yeah, they're all in the group text except for Peggy Lydia. Peggy and not Lydia. Yeah, I think there's something that the women like about Peggy. I think it's because... I don't know. You Have you ever, like, hung out with, like, a wealthy person who, like... <laughs> this is gonna sound horrible. That you disregard their personality for the first like couple months of your friendship because like oh this is like a nice like mm-hmm. i don't know like this is fun and exciting yeah and then like you tune into it and then all of a sudden you're like Ugh. but like that sounded Pe- so both, shallow and both awful peggy of me. both peggy and lydia are very wealthy though i know but peggy's like a so very... they've tuned out the lydia version yeah and lydia's like i don't know a snooze She's been here before. She's anti-gay. Like, who cares? Get a life. But I liked that Vicky made the fight about herself. She goes, I'm sure I've been left out of a lot of group texts. Which, side note, I think I think Vicky's done. Yeah. Also, like, this reminded me of um, when I left that one group text that our friends are in, and it was like months before y'all added me back. Do you remember that? You were probably like happy about that. Well, I didn't notice. <laughs> then I finally noticed at one point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last but not least, Shannon on the hike is me on any hike. And ladies and gentlemen, I've been there. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. Brendan being there during my hike. Like, I, I like a hike if it's like uh, love. Like I don't want to be climbing. Let's hike on in a, a field level, on a level in a field on a level plane. Let's walk field. through a field. Yeah. Um, I will say about you when you're on a something like that. Do you love a hike? I like yeah. I All like right. being in nature, but like walking children. The time that we were in the Catskills, Prats, Prattsville, Prattsville, and we were on that hike. Your entire demeanor changes. You turn into, like, the kid... Like, your body language gives the kid who, like, was chosen last for gym's, gym or whatever. Which I was. And, like, you're just, like, standing over there in the corner, wishing you were, like, on your Nintendo no, 3DS. No, you know what the thing is? is like, when it comes to athleticism, I prefer... The gym setting versus, like, the aerobic setting. Right, because you can, like, watch a TV. Not even that. Like, I could do, like, weights. I could do a machine and, like, be in my own world. I don't even think... is a. I don't think a hike is, like, made for, like, aerobics or working out. It's, like, for... Especially when we were in Prattsville, it was, like, so we can get to that beautiful view. I know, but, like, I just don't like... <laughs> the, I like to, like, stop when I want to stop, and then I'll go when I want to go. And, and Shannon and I... And you didn't have an ice pick on that mountain. No, I did not. Okay, let's take a quick break before we get to our two favorite shows. Our Dallas. two blockbuster shows, The Queens of the Queens. Dallas and New Jersey. Yes. All right, it's time to talk about... 
Dallas. Our favorite show. Literally my favorite show in the world. Um, we start with a filler scene of sorts with Steph and her kid and uh, um, tutor Nicole. Snooze. But I will say there was... So they were like tutoring on the couch mm-hmm. or whatever and it pulled away and there was a huge uh, puddle of dog pee like in camera view that I don't know if you noticed. You obviously didn't. <laughs> I did not notice that. Iconic. But I will say that the only filler scenes like this that I really like are Deandra's and mm-hmm. this isn't one of them. Yeah. Love Steph, but not her filler scenes. We get Cameron planning her dog food debut party with her mom. What do you Karen? Think, what did you think about her mom? And like, it seemed to me that her mom is not really that into her. And that's like, okay, that's that, that's gonna come across as mean, but like, I don't mean it to. But like, that's what I could understand because we learned during this planning party, Karen's. Not attending the show. She has other things to attend to. Well, no. I think Karen is in town from somewhere. I think that Cameron was born in Southern California. And I think that's where Karen's visiting from. But her explanation for why she couldn't come to the party was she has other things to attend to. I don't know. Like, if you're going to show up for anything... It's the party, not the planning of the party. I know, but, like, I feel like moms do the hard work like that Mm. and, like, do the, like, blood, sweat, and tears sort of stuff. One thing that Cameron said is, like, she thought she was... Cameron thought she was so brilliant when she was, like, it's not a red carpet, it's a pink carpet. Mm. As if she's the first person to ever think using a different color carpet at an Mm, event that was like a specialty event for something really specific. Mm. Get a life in the words of Dan, read a book, (laughs) read a book. Um, Deandra came and so this was great because we got to see Deandra yelling at someone other than Leanne. Yes. Loved it. Yelling at her about the shade of the pink. You got to get the shade, right? If not, I, I, I actually like all of her advice was intelligent and yeah. correct. I like, like if the shade's not right, hide, hide the food, give the bags. No one notices the shade till after the fact. Right. And I actually saw some of that dog food in person on Monday because there was like a people reporter and Cameron had like given him a dog of bag food, uh, a bag, a of, bag dog. of dog food <laughs> and um he like opened up and like showed it to us and it as we learned well as we learned later they had to compromise and like there's some brown and some pink actually i like that idea like it's like a little lucky charms right yeah 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 yeah. um i agree i have a few things to say about dandra in the scene mm. first of all i don't know why nobody is hooting and hollering from the rafters that she is a really good housewife. Good housewife. And I'm trying to think of like how she's a good housewife. And I, I think it's more of like in the Heather Thompson, Carol Radzewell, they seem like a normal person that you would associate with vein and less of like the crazy housewife vein. But there's some- she takes it a step further than that because she will yell at Leanne every episode. I know, and but that's where, like, that's the not normal human part. 
Right, but like as we saw with her, uh, what's his name, Rusty or Keaton? Keaton. <laughs> like she like realized her wrongs there and apologized. So the other thing about her that I want to say is that she is different from other first season housewives in that she comes in confident. Right, because Leanne stood in her wedding. Leanne stood in her wedding. But, all, but like, I feel like a lot of the girls come in and they are like trying to gain approval. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a fuck. I think she it's is like, part of the D. I think it must be, and I don't know anything, but I think it must be literally because of how. Dallas quote society is laid out mm-hmm. and like I don't think she knows any different like she thinks that she's above these people but, but that but that's why like this is a great city to be in a great franchise like this this would never occur in New York right because there's too many people in New York in Dallas it's a smaller population like these societal things I guess are really rigid and mm-hmm. whatever and it works perfectly for the show yeah um. Okay, we have Brandy bringing a bouquet to Leanne's recovery. Yeah, so we're getting we're getting served one of those like cross, cross scenes, scenes where yeah. you're seeing Brandy and Leanne talk, and you're also seeing Carrie, Carrie and, and Stephanie talk. And I actually like for some reason I was really meticulous about the way I wrote my notes this time mm-hmm. and wrote the scenes together instead of jumping back Beautiful. and forth. Mwah. Um, Carrie and Stephanie. Was boring, though. Yeah. Brandy brought the biggest bouquet. The biggest... It was almost... It wasn't this heinous, but it was almost... Reminded me of... Remember when Adrian Maloof sent a bouquet to Villa Blanca for a party that mm. Lisa Vanderpump was having that yeah, Adrian yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't invited to? Yeah, yeah. It reminded yes, me yes, of yes, that. Yes. It was like, I will bring this tacky thing to your home and you have to deal with it but i think leanne appreciated the bouquet sure i enjoy the leanne brandy alliance which we see falls apart next episode sure and like it's so it's refreshing and they didn't spend too much it's just good and i loved brandy's explanation because they had like words in the last episode Mm -hmm. and brandy's explanation was like she said i can't be too mad at her because she might die which is i think that was stephanie actually no it was brandy okay my vision for next season because we have a clear distinction right now Mm we've got the popular girls brandy stephanie carrie we got the other three we need a seventh girl right I agree, um, and actually, when I was with Leanne, Cameron sort of came up, and I was like, I was making fun of her a little bit, and all of the people were like, oh, but, like, like we get it, but, like, you have to know that she's actually, like, a great person, and, like, really cool. Oh, yeah, because she's on Leanne's team. Right, no, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I think they do need someone to judge it up, and that new person needs to come on, I think, on the Leanne Deandra side. And has to betray them to become friends with the other girls. Yeah. It's got to be someone who's going to be down the middle. Right. Um, I did like the way that these two scenes were set up, though, because we got 
clear, we got really clear outcomes from both of them. Mm -hmm. And it was Carrie telling Stephanie that she needs to be her own person, like pitting her actively against Brandy. Mm -hmm. And then it was Leanne pitting Brandy against Carrie and using Stephanie as the like person to do that with, which I thought was very interesting. See, I, I like this all, but I wish that we didn't know the outcome. Because they've made the outcome very clear on social media. Right. They tweet too much. Yeah. Okay. We also get uh, Cameron and Brandy. Which I thought was like the best, one of the best scenes. That was later though. At Del Frisco's in Plano. Oh, you want to talk about... Uh, Deandra. Deandra at with the, the L22. Cosmetic design <laughs> okay. lab. I wasn't sure if you wanted to skip over that. Or Sorry, no, I'm like way invested in yeah, Dallas yeah, yeah, that yeah. I only want to talk about. I like Dallas is the one that I want to like talk scene by scene. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, the cosmetic designer, Jackie. <laughs> and it comes down to the fact that Jackie doesn't have all the ingredients and the missing L22 ingredient is the missing ingredient. was L22. And I Googled. All right. What's L22? L22 is a floor is Floritex patented formula of botanically sourced lipids developed specifically to deliver the skin lipid profile of a healthy 22 year old. I am jumping out of my skin right now. <laughs> the fact that you that. you are a sick fuck. I wanted to know like what 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 was the tea on L22? Well, you got the tea on. L22. Makes you look like a 22 year old, and I think I need to sign up. Um, I'm like, you're so young. You're 30. But I want to, like, I want to say it again. Deandra, like, a scene like this for any other housewife, I would be, like, so, like, I don't care. Deandra has carried every solo scene. There's not been, there's not been a Deandra solo scene that I've not cared about. I think because the stakes are so high, because, like, her mother is a fully realized character who's almost playing the role of a, vic- a, a villain here. Mm-hmm. Who that she has to... It's it's so good. But even when she's with her husband and stepson, that's been great too. Right. Because her husband's hot and her stepson's kind of hot. <laughs> Deandra has had one of the most successful first seasons. Have we done like a first season like ranking? We should. No. That's what we should do. A first I mean, listen, season... She's not a Dorinda. She's not a Shannon. But right. she is but like, a queen. But like she could like be maybe she was voted three in the ranking or whatever. No. Nothing to nothing to be ashamed of. Is that remember the All Stars season one of RuPaul's Drag Race when like I couldn't believe it. Mimi, I'm first number three <laughs> Mimi, in the ranking. I'm first. <laughs> um so let's go to Del Frisco's in Plano, because when I was sitting in that dressing room the people from Dallas started talking like, cause it was, mm. it was on the TV and people were yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like, where is that? Yada, yada, yada. And I think it was Leanne who goes, Oh, that's in Plano. <laughs> well, I feel like like we're talking, we're still talking about Plano on the show as well. Cause like, who's from there? Brandy or I think it's Brandy. Steph? because I think like, I think, Cameron thought it was weird to go to Plano because she's mm-hmm. from Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, they have a dinner and it's basically like, it's one of those dinners where like, I'm afraid to invite you to my event so we have to sit down and have this conversation about that. Which, the first like 75% of the conversation was like, great. 
Mm-hmm. And then they started like ripping each other's hair out. Well, good. <laughs> Beautiful show. <laughs> Beautiful Dallas. Okay. Should we jump ahead to the sparkle party? Right. So this is where Cameron tells us that they had to compromise because a focus group was freaked out about the pink bathroom mm-hmm. situation, which is why they couldn't do all pink. They had to do more of a Lucky Charms version, like you said. Also, I feel like Cameron was in like full drag for the first time. Oh, you think? Like, like she looked like a different human. Straight up Elle Woods. No, but like a more voluminous hair. Mm-hmm. She embraced Dallas. A bigger for the first outfit. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I say, and I know you don't like dogs, but a housewife's party that incorporates dogs you where... Lo- you love a housewife's party with dogs. I literally wrote in all caps, I love a housewife's party that incorporates dogs. But, like, it gets us good moments because people have to wrangle their dogs. They have to wrangle their dogs while the dogs are trying to interact with each other. And it, the first things first was Deandra and Leanne walking to the car and... Deandra's dogs jumping in and immediately attacking Brandy's Brandy. dog. And then Leanne saying, this is why I left my dog at home. I know. Like, that was me in the situation, except without a dog. actually owning a dog. Um, the Highland Park crowd was there, um, as Brandy said, and that they're all dressed better than Brandy. Um, at one point... Stephanie and Carrie and all of them were actually eating the dog food and they said it they said it tasted like Melba toast I I want to (laughs) say okay so also at this party we have a dog psychic and Shelly B tweets tweeted us saying Gypsy got knocked off the nipple early and Deandra can relate I was screaming yeah so Deandra wanted to know why her dog Gypsy doesn't want to be with her at all times. Which, this is like the most beautiful three minute scene I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so the like the psychic like really explained that the dog didn't bond with its mom because it was the runt of the litter. The runt of the litter, um, and then the weird part was like Deandra relating to the runt, although Deandra's an only child. I know, but D... D treats her as the runt. D cares more about the TV with the built-in VCR that is in her office than she cares about Deandra. Have you noticed that? It's like a little white TV yes, with a built-in yes, VCR. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Brandy and Carrie have a sit-down, which like I didn't care about because the main event was Leanne and Mark. Mark Duber. And usually I will say I hate like a housewife fighting with someone else's husband. Like I hated it when it was like Ken versus Yolanda or Ken versus Kim or like But Mark is a professional. Yeah. Mark is like one of the best house husbands of all time. I mean like the most awful but like best as far as yeah, professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 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 us caring about his stake in this all. And by the end of the conversation, Leanne had actually convinced Mark that she was right in the situation versus Carrie. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like, it was so unwell. She's got away with words. She does. She, she's a professional. She's great. Uh, Any more thoughts from Dallas? 
I feel like we actually went scene to scene. Okay. During the Brandy and Carrie scene, Mm -hmm. she was talking about how she was actually babysitting for four different surgeons while also working for them as well. So weird. Yeah, that's like a lot for me to wrap my head around. How many surgeons are there in Dallas? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) She knows them all. She knows the OBGYN. She knows the breast surgeon. That's why she like gives all the advice to everyone. She knows it all. Let's move on to New Jersey. Which, <sighs> this feels like a Dallas right now. I literally cannot believe that New Jersey had so many years of... Shit. Shit. <laughs> and then are popping... Like, giving us this. And I think... That, I feel like people are not realizing this, too. Right, because it they were treated us poorly for so long, and then they had like their like weird growing pain season last season, where they had to figure some shit out mm-hmm. while introducing new people new that we can like yeah. get used get to. Behind. And now, like we're being served gold, not gold, maybe like maybe like silver, maybe bronze. So, so they are. Doing this, like, every episode is beat for beat for beat. It's not like OC where you're waiting five episodes for something to happen. We got two episodes of vacation. We got the recap from vacation. And you think... We got this. You think we're going to get an abridged season. You think it's going to be a shorter season? I wouldn't mind it. I'm sure... But I'm sure we can look up somewhere, like, TV schedules to see, like, how far in advance. So let's jump into it. So we're dealing with the Teresa at home by herself with her dad, with her mom gone and her husband away Mm -hmm. thing, which is a heavy thing to deal with. But I feel like nobody's talking about the fact that Melania sees the ghost of her grandma cooking. Oh my God. It was actually very sad. It was sad, but it was also like, she sees the ghost. No, she's not seeing the ghost. She's just like remembering Nona. Because I'm sure Nona was there a lot while Teresa was away. And she died, like, soon after Teresa coming back. Like, that's, like, fucking crazy. Maybe I'm a twisted person, but, like, I see it more as she saw the ghost. And Nona wasn't that old, either. I think Nona was, like, in her 60s. In her 60s. Which, like, I think both her moms are in her 60s. Yeah, I don't know why we're whispering. I know, it's just, like... But like Nona, Nona wasn't Nona wasn't that old. Well, Nona died in like a like a freak like health scare. But it, like, did she go to the wrong hospital? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. And like, people people are dying in their nineties these days. In their nineties. In their hundreds. I mean, like, I watched fucking Today Show. And Nona was in her sixties. Yeah, they always announce who's turning a hundred and something, and like, they're always like, "What's a tip for living so long?" And it's always like. Oh, a glass of wine. No, it's 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 actually fucked up. That she no, died. I think it was like a freak. I think it was a freak thing that happened. It was n- it was n- pneumonia. Yeah, right? but like that's not like that's that's not a new disease. And Hillary Clinton, someone who turned seventy today, had that last year. Happy birthday! Remember? Yeah, during the campaign. Yeah. Hello. So okay, so Marge and Zia Melis. Had a little pool party, not in the pool, but 
playing pool. Right. We also, we, we get sort of like the dueling scenes again. Siggy and Dolores versus Marge mm-hmm. and Meles. Um, I don't think Siggy and Dolores' thing was interesting, except for Siggy saying that she's planning a cocktail yeah, party. Yeah, I, I didn't pay attention to that. Um, but I think it's interesting that there's 25 people on this show named Joe. But like... Isn't that like a Jersey Italian thing? You're Jersey my, and Italian. My, my middle name is Joseph. My brother's name is Joseph. It's like... But like, I will not name any of my children Joseph. My aunt Tammy um, has like a thousand people named Tony in her family. Mm. Also Italian. Mm. Like there's Tony. There's other Tony. There's ba, Antonia. Ba, ba, ba. Like... <laughs> like Antonia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, did you notice the loving Italian-style promo in the background of the pool scene? No. Melissa Aurora's book was, like, four foot by seven foot, printed out on, like, a, not cardboard, but, like, a higher quality print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just laying in the background. So, I think... This is where Jersey needs to take some cues from Bethany Frankel and do this kind of promotion, but a little more subtly. Oh, yeah. Like, we saw it in Siggy's uh, condo. She had the same sort of situation with her book. Like, fucking come up, like, put a book on a stand in the background. Like, I, I get it that Bethany's a little different because she has, like, a product. Yeah. Like, it's bottles. It's more of a brand. But it's just like, come on. I, yeah. It was just, like, not right for the scene. Or Melissa, like, like sneak the term on display in every once in a while. But, like, if you want to, like, promote the book, do a book signing. Right. But the weird thing was that, like, there was this whole thing that Margaret said that they were talking about Siggy and that Siggy's getting pellets in her butt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like, deal Hormones, with her... I deal with her hormone issues. Yeah, I couldn't really wrap my head around <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, I like didn't know if I missed something from the diner scene, but I don't think I missed pellets in my butt. Uh, so in my notes, my autocorrect changes Siggy to Soggy now. <laughs> Sad. So Soggy was talking to Josh, and she's crying over the fact that he doesn't want to talk to her. Okay. Which I have plenty to say about. I first of all, the first thing he's still in high school, right? Yeah. And there was, like, an implication that he's, like, having sleepovers at his girlfriend's house, which I was like, that's weird. Because, like, my family wouldn't allow that. And then there's even more, like, of the number one Chanel, but instead of Chanel, it says Campanella labels all around that house that I noticed. Oh, I didn't notice that. All of I was more focused on the Siggy Josh. All of the... Vases for the flowers have that like decal on it. Enough. But I thought that this might have been later in the episode, but let's talk about it now. Dolores's solution about like why Josh is distant was brilliant. What's the solution? He's like, he's distant because he wants to spend as much time with his girlfriend and like other friends before going to college. I don't, I don't think it's that relationship based. I think it's. Every teenager doesn't want to talk to their parents. Right. But, like, it's it all has to do with, like, situational stuff. And, like, I think I know, like, 
when I was that age, I think I wanted to spend so much time with my friends because I was leaving them and I was like distant from my mom because of that. Oh, I think you just like were distant because I, I think like, I mean I think every teen has their reason, but like the outcome is the same. Dolores's thing made sense because both of their sons had like high school girlfriends that they would have mm. to leave. Wow. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. Dan, uh... Okay. So then we have Gorgopasta. Can I say that I... Let's just get all of Gorgopasta out of the way right now. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. It brings out the worst parts of this show to me. Because we've spent so many, we spent so many seasons in the like bogged down by the like Ziamalis versus Teresa's stuff that like I just it's too soon for me. All right. So my take is they know they have to do something. They have to be involved in some drama. At least this is like the the B drama or whatever the A drama is. Sure. But it's also like when they were all like accusing each other of like, oh, you just want to come here and hang out and like have a glass of wine at this like. Th- it was very put on. Like all the lines felt written down. The pizza place is not like it's not somewhere you can go and like chill in like a fun way. It's mm-hmm. like table to table. But, no, but I'm sorry. Them buying into it will make this into a thing. Are they going to remodel? I'm I'm sure they're judging it up a little bit, but like. The fact that they're buying into this, well, that's why that's why the people sold shares to Teresa and Joe. Because like people will come to this strip mall pizzeria, right? No, but that's what I mean. Like, no, Teresa was accusing Melissa, being like, "Oh, you're just gonna like come at, come here and hang out on which do that like that that is what will bring people into this pizzeria." Uh. Like you don't need to be waitressing. Like you can find, you could hire someone to do that. People are coming here to interact with you. Yeah, hire a sixteen-year-old. Um, okay, so this party, which is Siggy selling someone else's purses. It's like no, she likes to have parties that like her friends celebrating can come in and women. sell their their <laughs> jewelry, their purses, their yada 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 yada. Mm-hmm. I have so many notes for this episode. Like I have novels. Are we? Are we still? Are we going to talk about the cake, or can we move on to the backyard? Let's move on to the backyard. Who do you believe, Danielle or Dolores? Dolores. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Tell me why you believe Dolores. No, I actually no. I don't. I only said Dolores because I. Was Our more blind impressed with, no, no. I was more impressed with her in this scene for reasons. I don't care who. It's the matter who I believe. Yeah. No, she. She woke up, and she has become what the Manzos never could be. She has the Manzo sensibility, the Manzo opinion of Danielle. But the Manzos always ran, and Dolores is standing up. All right. How do you stand be- behind Dolores in the scene? 
because in Dolores's words, Danielle is a quote starving, hungry bitch, sleep with one eye open because she's up to no good. Danielle wanted to be on this show since she her contract was canceled in season two. And I love Danielle, and I I think that it's great that she's, she's here. carrying she's carrying the season. Can I say can I say something? What? The way that Dolores lost her mind within seconds of hearing Teresa's allegation, I think only speaks guilt on her part. But like, no, everyone... Because if I was... No, if I was her, I'd be like, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? When, when did I say this? Sure. When did I say this? Sure. But like it said, Dolores like, you motherfucker scumbag. Right. But I have a couple of thoughts. I think that Dolores has been waiting for the opportunity to pop off at Danielle oh, yeah, since yeah. she walked yeah. into yeah, breakfast. She, she dragged her in Boca. Second of all, I don't think it matters because fucking finally, after how many seasons are giving us actual watchable TV that's not boring, same old. No, I'm not saying it matters. I'm just saying. Oh no! I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm not picking teams here because I'm team everyone because <laughs> they are bringing us beautiful television. Beautiful so don't television. force me into picking a side that you're going to try to dis- prove me feel, later. I just feel like she the the way she responded was she was like caught. Right, but like Teresa flipped a table after like nothing that first season, and there's still a bunch of tree huggers in this world. <laughs> Beautiful we'll woman. Dolores is the most beautiful woman in this world. I know. After we Deandra know after Deandra Simmons. After Dorinda. And then after Leanne Locken. Leanne Locken is number one. You're number one. Okay. It's time for the Freak of the Week and the Winter Queen. <laughs> Guys, this Freak of the Week might be number one Freak of the Week of all time. Yeah. So, I was scrolling through Twitter today, slash Instagram, and I see a post from one Sherry Shepard, former co-host of The View, and it is a screenshot of a text that she sent to... Guys, I'm crying. Sunny Hostin, current co-host of The View, that says, Happy belated. Your birthday show is so much fun. And to have Miss Sheila Eon, you go girl. It's great to have a platform to give others a platform. And the response from Sonny was... Sorry, but who is this? Guys, I almost jumped out the window of my one-story office. <laughs> like, like you're on the ground floor I, and you almost jumped there w- out? There would have been no injury to me. <laughs> and yet I was, still would have jumped out. Um, Queen Sonny Austin, she later, like on... <laughs> On Twitter, acknowledge this and whatever, but it was just. What did she say? I didn't see that part. <laughs> oh, I forget exactly what she said, but it was like nice and whatever. It was, mm. but like, when I'm getting a text like this, like of someone I don't know, I first acknowledge their point, and I'm like, oh, haha, that's great, yada yada yada. You know this about me. It happened with our friend Naomi like two days ago, because I don't have, my, you know, my new phone. Or oh my god, I got a life. Um. But I was first like, oh my god, thanks for pointing that out. And then I was like, sorry, I got a new phone, who is this? But like, just a sorry who this is iconic. 
Sonny Hostin is also holding down the fort while The View tries to figure Struggle out... Struggle with Megan. Megan McCain's point in this world. So, Sherry's Sherry, the freak. freak. Sonny's not the queen, but she's the queen of my heart. Queen, but we also have another queen, Leanne Locken. Yeah. Your, mo- your mother. But also, guys, this is Looney Tooney, fresh and fruity. <laughs> Listener of the show, Neil E.P., tweeted at Leanne Locken saying, How did it feel to meet my son, not Brendan? That's me. He, she tagged him. Leanne responded, As if. Just read, no, just read. As if just Brendan was her son. Freaking endure him. Very responsible and kind and funny. Heart, 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 heart. <laughs> So yeah, um, Leon thinks that I am Neely P's son. Son. Which doesn't make sense mathematically. Also, the... Okay, so I will stand behind the point that I am very kind and hopefully funny. Funny, but responsible going out on a Monday night? Till 2 a.m., Mm. fake news actually I was responsible about it because I was at work the next day at a reasonable time reasonable hour yes you even watched Scared Famous after yeah so that's our show everyone thank you for staying with us (laughs) (laughs) oh my god thank you for staying with us as we jumped out a window tonight we really appreciate it. You can find Dan at IDKIDK on Twitter. You can find Brendan at NotBrendan. And we always want to hear from you. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts specifically this week about are you Team Danielle or Team Dolores? And tell us why. And you can call in at 717-47-FREAK. That's 717-47-FREAK. Yes, you follow us at Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, so many places. And that's that. That's that. So, like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, Queen. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.